Hi everyone, welcome to Stump the Guru podcast with your host, Ari Galpa, the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and the creator of Unlock the Game. This monthly podcast will bring you guests from virtually every industry unrehearsed to try and stump Ari with their most difficult sales challenges. This podcast is for business owners, financial advisors, entrepreneurs and sales executives. The guests on this show have only one goal in mind, to stump Ari. And Ari has one goal in mind, to overturn the notion of selling as we know it today by building trust between buyers and sellers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stump the Guru Show. Hope you're all doing well. Hello to our listeners all over the world who's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, welcome, and of course, our viewers who are live, who are jumping around the world right now, getting ready to ask questions to uh, try and stump the guru. My name is Ari Galper. I'm with Unlock the Game. Uh, we do trust-based selling. We've been doing this one thing for 20 years and nothing else, just cracking the code and how to reduce the sales cycle from multiple steps to one step, how to not chase people, how to build trust with them instantly, how to decommoditize yourself by not selling the old way how not to defend yourself. All the things you hate about selling can be solved here. And uh, we've been just for a long time. Lots of folks are happy with making a mindset shift. And this show really is about people coming on live, asking me a question that they're stuck with in their sales pipeline. Uh, they're chasing someone. They have a complex situation they can't fix. Um, they want some different insights and perspective that you get from other, uh, other sort of folks out there who teach selling. Uh, our perspective is very different. It's based on the notion of not focusing on the sale, but focusing on getting the truth instead with people. And the truth means building up trust with them so they feel vulnerable opening up to you and telling you where they stand so you can see if you're a fit or not. It's a different way of thinking. It requires different framework, different languaging, and it's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, you've got to be open-minded and willing to change your thinking uh, and adapt to the new economy. As you know, trust is now the lowest point ever has been before in, a, in our world, and your job is not to sell, your job is to build trust. In fact, I had a gentleman approach me recently and said, Ari, can you do some sales training for our team? And I said, I don't, just, I don't do sales training. I do trust training. He said, yes, that's what we need. We're chasing ghosts. They aren't calling us back, playing the numbers game. And I'm on the phones and emails and LinkedIn's in no response. How do we build trust and stop selling? That was very brave of him to actually see that. But he did, and now he's doing great. So we're back. We're on the show here. And this show, here's how it works. People jump on live. My cohort here, Steve, will bring them in, uh, introduce themselves, ask me a question, and they'll answer it live uh, for them as a, as a live coaching response. I want to also talk about a theme today. The theme of today's show is not to ever have to defend yourself in your sales process. And there might be times that people challenge you. They might say, what can you do for me? Why should I go with you? Um, why should we choose you over somebody else? I've been there before. That's them putting the ball in your court, forcing you to defend yourself, present yourself, and sell yourself. That is a no-no over here. We don't want to ever be put in a position to do that. Now, if you are, for some reason, then your goal is to shift that conversation in a way that's so elegant back to their court where they feel comfortable talking to themselves and not talking about you. And if someone says to you, why should I go with you? Your job is, to def is not to defend yourself or prove yourself. Your job is to diffuse the tension, re-engage again, and continue on around their issues. So if someone says to you, why should I go with you? Your answer should always be, 
I'm not quite sure you should yet. Or I'm not sure you should until we first figure out if your issue matches how we can help you. Let's first see for a good fit that we can go from there. Would you be open to that? Or if someone says to you, um, why should I choose you over somebody else? Your answer should be, I'm not sure you should. I think the best way to approach this would be to find the person who you trust the most. If it's okay with you, we take a step back for a moment and can you walk me through your situation, your, your, your issues, your challenges, and I can kind of diagnose where you're at and we'll go from there. Would that be okay with you? So you want to turn the tables and let them understand this is a doctor-patient conversation, not a you-choose-me conversation. When you make that shift like that, people feel comfortable opening up to you and you have a, an open dialogue to determine if you're a fit or not. So that's kind of a theme today. We'll see if some of that comes up in our in our questions. So, Steve, who's who's first in the queue back there? All righty, here we go. Happy May, everybody. We're here. And first is going to be Bob Kerr. I'm going to bring Bob on. Hey, Bob, how are you today? If you could let everybody know a little bit about yourself and then uh, your question for Ari, please. Uh, yeah, my name is Bob Kerr. I have a digital marketing business. Uh, the last time I think I was on here, I was asking Ari about uh, cold calling. And so far, you know, I, I'm able to resonate as far as uh, opening high, can you help me out for a moment and coming up with a problem statement in order to engage them, especially uh, even with the, uh, the the person on the phone to start with uh, that's trying not to let me through, the gatekeeper, and uh, kind of using the same uh, question again with, uh, with the actual prospect. So I'm able to usually get that far fairly easily. And then I'm, I'm asking, you know, of course, several questions about, you know, their online presence and, and, and things like this, you know, how is your website working for you? you know, do you do any ads and things like that? And a lot of times they're very engaging. So, yeah, no, uh, we're interested in that kind of stuff. And I, you know, what I'm trying to do though is uh, just on that initial call is to, to get the, the, uh, the, the second appointment. And I have many of them though, it, you know, I, I kind of go from there and say, well, would you mind if we, you know, make a, a second appointment so I can kind of follow up and we can, we can kind of go from there. And, you know, I get a lot of, uh, you know, I want to think about it. Right, hold right there, Bob, hold right there. So sounds like you're getting halfway there, but you're not getting from there to the appointment. Is that right? Right. Yeah. There to the, yeah. Yeah. To, to get to the next meeting. step. Yeah. So yeah, I think what's exactly. happening here is your languaging is not exactly right for them to feel comfortable trusting you enough to book the appointment. And I would suggest that you change it a bit around the notion of, of first of all, I'm assuming you, you get the, they've got the problem and they're, they're interested in what you have to say. What you have to say next is, would you be open to the possibility of us scheduling a time to meet together briefly on Zoom and I can share with you some insights, not information. Don't ever use that phrase ever again in selling. Here's some information. They don't need information, trust me. That's free on the internet. Would you be open to us scheduling a time to briefly meet on Zoom and I can share with you some insights that you may not be aware of now that could help you in getting more inbound leads into your business? Would you be open to that? Now that phraseology is important to use because obviously most people don't want to be closed. Most people are interested in learning more, but what breaks it all down 
is the, the language that you use that doesn't make them comfortable saying yes. It's strange how, in essence, they want to learn more. They will happy to schedule a time with you, but it's the way you say it that gets them to say yes or no. And so I think that if you try that languaging, uh, that might make them feel more comfortable saying yes. What do you think? Yeah, I know that's that sounds much better than what I'm doing it currently for sure. I'll, uh, just, I'll just, just, yeah, just tweaking that languaging is a key. So much of what we do with people is we tell them our intention, but the words come out in a way that just feels a bit rough. Like it does, it feels like we have our own agenda uh, that we're trying to uh, put forward first versus theirs. But when you soften that bridge uh, from point A to point B with "Would you be open?" I can't tell you how effective that one phrase has been for 20 years now with all my students. And I'm sure there are people right now on this call listening who will say, Ari, that's changed my changed the game for me. So, yeah, I think try that phraseology. Come back and let us know how it goes. Okay, Bob? I will, absolutely. Thanks, Ari. Excellent, excellent. Where we're here, it's live on the Stop the Gira Show. People are jumping on uh, right now. I can see in the queue to ask me a question. This is your chance to bring your toughest roadblock, blind spot, sales challenge, you're always gonna have friction in your process. And your goal is to eliminate the friction 100%. If there's still friction in your process, you need to be here right now, or jump on and ask us a question here live, or come to go to unlockthegame.com slash free consult, apply for a consultation with myself or my team, we can help you out, give you some insights, insights <laughs> to help you don't be afraid to do that or grab my latest book, Unlock the Sales Game, at the Unlock the Game website. But get some help. Don't live with the fact you have to accept friction in your process because you can change that. All right, Steve, who do we have next back there? All righty. Coming up next, you know him, I know him. A lot of people that watch this show know him. It's Sam. We're going to bring Sam on. And Sam, if you can let the people that don't know you yet know a little bit about you and uh, your question for Ari. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, hi, Ari. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, look, um, I help overwhelmed business owners um, reduce their, the statement of I never have time and I help them optimise all their priorities to make sure they do have time. Uh, my question to Ari is that uh, recently I've had some success being interviewed on podcasts and, and that's helped me promote my business. And I've got a really pretty good one coming up, which is pretty exciting. But uh, my question for you is this. It's made me think that I want to do some outbound reach to some people on podcasts. And I've got a bit of a, a good list of people that I want to approach. Thanks to you, I'm very comfortable with what I want to say. But what I want to do is actually craft that in a way that's quite precise. So all of these outreaches are going to be via email. And that's because of time zone differences. So what would you suggest would be the best way to reach out to these people in a nice flow so that I do it in a trust-based fashion um, to, to get them to have me as a guest. Um, and also two parts that question is, should I at some point in that email introduce the fact that I've done a podcast for this big name if I get it? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I'd probably start with uh, the subject line, are you looking for a different uh, podcast guest? Question mark. Right. Um, okay. And then I start with, you know, hi, John. Um, we haven't met, uh, my name is Sam. We haven't met yet. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I know, I, I believe your audience is business owners 
who I assume was time pressed uh, to get things done. And I've been listening recently, haven't noticed anyone on your podcast yet who's addressed this specifically, this issue specifically, uh, and I'm an expert in this area. Uh, I just wanted to see if you'd be open to the possibility of uh, considering the idea of having uh, me interviewed on your show to share some insights and I new ideas for your audience that could help them tremendously in, in getting more control of their time. Uh, I've, I've been interviewed in other podcasts as well. Uh, before, here are a couple of links to my other interviews. If you find that these are helpful and would be interesting to your audience, please drop me a note back and we can see if we can arrange a conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, you're such a guru, Ari. <laughs> That's better than <laughs> chat GBT, isn't it? What says Ari GBT? I just came <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I mean, that's what I wanted to say. But right. having those words, <clears throat> you know, and crafting an email where, you know, because they get emails all the time, I'm sure. They always get pitched. And the, the secret to all of this is you can't change the the medium you're going through you can't change email or whatever you but you can change your languaging and the languaging is the only thing you have left in your control to change mm. if you're not mm. changing your languaging you're doing the same thing everyone else is doing you are going to hit a wall with that because the world's become commoditized people are tired yeah. of being approached and unless your approach is different you'll always be stuck stuck playing the numbers game so thank you so much sam yeah no great answer Ari. thank you i'm going to get that word for word and I'm going to use it. Thank you. Let us know how many responses you get next time. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. We're back here with Seth the Gira Show. It's so interesting, all these questions <clears throat> that all sort of stem back to some core principles that we have to be very aware of how we're being perceived in the sales process. We have to choose our words carefully. And more importantly, we can't do what everyone else is doing. We have to be different. And the reality is that this world's been so become so commoditized for everyone that others can can find solutions like what you have, and so you can't differentiate anymore in your solution. All you have left to differentiate is on your approach. And if you don't master a trust-based approach like this one, you'll always be stuck playing the numbers game. And there's a way out of it as long as you're open-minded to being coached. So that's the good news. All right, Steve. Who else do we have back there? Don't mind me. I am lagging today, so I am trying to fight through the horrible internet here in New York. But REGPT sounds like a side project that I think that uh, <laughs> I might have to get the team working on for us and uh, see what we can do there. Uh, All right. You know, definitely, you know, something there. So let's bring on Theodore. I'm going to bring on Theodore. Hopefully the clicking is working and we get him in. Here we go. All right, Theodore, if you can let everybody know a little bit about sure. yourself and, uh, you know, and then your question for Ari, that would be fantastic. Thanks so much, uh, gentlemen, and pleasure to meet you both too. Um, <clears throat> I'm a high-performance mindset mentor. Um, I've involved over many incantations, Ari, meaning that uh, I've gone through uh, helping people through, first of all, psychology, and then later how they can sell or and or promote or speak or communicate with their clients. And I moved to a point now where I just decided um, I don't want to go through, uh, and not not for more the time-wasting aspect of having to do incredible uh, levels of digital marketing to get people who are half interested 
forget 24 hours that they said that they booked an appointment with you. You know, um, I more want to get to decision makers and and also sort of people who are sort of maybe older, sort of more towards me, but more in control or business owners, entrepreneurs and athletes. So basically, I want to deal with the top end of the market entrepreneurs or I do deal with entrepreneurs, athletes and white collar professionals such as lawyers, accountants and the like. Uh, I specialise in mindfulness and wellness as a base, but ultimately I lead that person through to gaining clarity, removing blocks and then ultimately setting, you know, what they want to do uh, and create, you know, if, if you will, uh, a new certainty for them and a new, uh, you know, a new level of business. So with myself, having come through financial services, uh, I was born one to ask you, first meeting protocols, Ari, <clears throat> in along services, is there a difference or how would you structure a meeting if you were A, selling your own services or B, selling, say, something of services for someone else, like real estate or something else. Well, let, let, let's talk would, about... Would, 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 let's, would the meeting talk, be the same? Let's talk about your service. Let's talk about you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's say you have a first meeting with someone and they agree to meet yeah. with you, on a lawyer or something, an athlete, and yeah. they, they heard about your service and they yeah. show up on Zoom for a first meeting. How, yeah. how would you normally start that call meeting now? What would you normally say now? How would you begin? Uh, I'd normally ask them for a bit of background and um, we'd sort of like uh, go through sort of a more like a chronological conversation what sort of led them to this point and and really uh, there's no point talking to someone if they have no idea of what they're actually looking to do so I'll try and sort of establish sort of what they're looking to do but why I've come on the show is you say and a few other astute people in terms of when you're selling or creating a you know a relationship with connection and trust, do not pitch <laughs> and do not probe because it comes across as you're really uh, only flagging your own self-interest. So I'm still, and I've read your book many times, uh, Unlock the Game, it kind of keeps me on track. But I thought I'd ask you personally, how would you go about um, representing services like that? What would you well, sit well, down well, and well, talk first, about? First, you have to have the mindset of a patient-doctor metaphor. So when they show up on the Zoom conversation, the first thing you want to ask is this, after you say, hello, nice to meet you. If it's okay with you, John, can we take a step back for a moment? You walk yep. me through your background, your story, your journey, up to your current situation, we'll go from there. Would that be okay with you? Ask permission first. Yep. That, that bedside manner like a doctor with empathy. Then they start yep. to open up to you and they start to share with you what their challenges are. Yep. You, don't, you, don't, you don't intervene, you don't fact find, you don't ask questions. You have to let them come full circle. Once they unravel everything, you listen for the biggest challenge they give you. Mm. You listen. They'll tell you one thing in there that'll be the issue. Then you say, now you mentioned that your biggest concern was X, Y, Z. Here's the next question on the iceberg, as I call it. Can you tell me a little more about that? Mm -hmm. Like a doctor, tell them more about that. And that's it. You don't keep talking. Let Put the ball in their court. Then they'll open up to you and tell, well, I'm worried about this and this and this. Next question you ask is, how long has that been a problem for you? Mm -hmm. Next question you ask is, what's been the impact to your business and your life emotionally right now by having to deal with this every day? What's the impact of the problem? Yep. 
See, we're going down what I call the iceberg now. We're going below the surface of the problem where you're unpacking, yep. doing like an x-ray on the problem. Yep. Well and he, he or she is now understanding the full context of it mm. and the seriousness of it. And no longer is this about you anymore. They don't care about your service. Mm. They don't care about what you have to offer. Your service mm. is now irrelevant in this process. It's all about having them own the problem first. Mm. And the last question you ask is, is this a priority for you mm. to address once and for all, mm. to sleep better at night and move on? Is this a priority for you? And I'm okay if it's not. Always give them an exit door. Allow them a way out so they don't feel trapped because they have to yep. They have to own the problem. Now, if he says to you, yes, this is an issue I want to resolve, then you're halfway mm. there without discussing yeah. the service at all. Now, the next step yep. is not, real quick, the next step is not to say, well, here's my services. The next mm. step is the meta step that I call it is to create a visual tool, what I call a roadmap, which is a visual yep. way to show them what your process is to solve the problem, yep. not your price, yep. Not your services, yep. not your background, yep. just yep. certainty and simplicity in a framework mm. they can mm. see that gives them comfort to know that if they hire you, you'll follow a formula. Mm -hmm. It's your success mm -hmm. formula. If you have those two pieces mm. of the puzzle put together, mm. then you eliminate mm. you ever having to sell your service. Because they'll say to you, How can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. Then you're 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 good. So that's that's a quick snapshot of what I call the one call sale model. What talk more about yeah. that? Right, that should give you a sense of where to go from there. How's that sound to you? That no, sounds terrific. Just a, a quick one because you obviously got other people. What is your view on an elevator pitch? What would you say initially? Say to your services, um, how would you stand out from the crowd? Given you just mentioned the commoditization of everything now all the emails look the same all the you know the people all the text messages look the same uh all the you know the facebook you know scrolls look the same what would what is your view on a, a, a an elevator pitch these well, days? What, whenever you if you're forced to give someone a pitch in an elevator for instance it should never be about what you do and your solution mm -hmm. that's the number one rule it should mm -hmm. always be about the problem you help them solve so if someone approached me, I'd say I help business owners who are in a low volume, high margin model, mm. who are chasing opportunities and not mm. converting them from multiple steps into one step. That's what mm. I help people solve. That's all I'd mm. say. I did, I did this actually last week at a large virtual conference uh, and they asked me to introduce myself and I described, I said exactly what you just told me and every yeah. hand went, I, that's me. I've got that problem. I want to talk to Ari. I want to talk to Ari. And we had so much business coming. We had enough for a while. So the clarity that you provide on the problem mm -hmm. is the bees to the honey, not your services. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say, uh, just last a little bit, would you say I help people who are concerned with they're not achieving it, peak performance, their business isn't going as well as they do? Would you get it more specific than even that i would say i help business owners specifically who feel like they're being held back from their potential and obstacles are fighting through and they see at night they, they keep thinking about work those are people that's people who i help you <laughs> that's me that's everyone in the room. <laughs> that's the whole point anyways good to see you again theodore likewise take care all right all right all right so here we are in the sub the guru show i hope you've enjoyed it today uh, we had an array of questions and you'll probably see the themes that I'm covering. There's languaging, there's mindset, 
there's framework, there's roadmaps. Uh, but once you put them all together, it's just so easy to be yourself and no longer have to pitch yourself anymore and just stop selling yourself. I know it sounds so contrarian. We are taught by everyone else on the market right now to present yourself, have a presence, um, get out there, you know, knock on, knock on some doors, email people. You don't have to come across like someone who's chasing someone else. And you can actually be successful by shifting your mindset to this concept. And um, we, we have so much to help you with if, you, if you're willing to reach out for some help. So if you want some help with this privately, go to unlockthegame.com slash free consult or grab a copy of my latest book at the website as well. Reach out. Don't be afraid to say hello and we'll, we'll help you. So anyways, hope you enjoyed the show. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this month's segment of Stump the Guru and that you've discovered some new trust-based selling strategies that you can apply directly to your sales process. You can get access to Ari's Trust-Based Selling 60-Minute Masterclass at www.unlockthegame.com forward slash video. And if you want to go one step further, you can order his latest book, Unlock the Sales Game, and get a free one-on-one sales growth consultation at www.unlockthegame.com. Before we say goodbye for now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to review this podcast. It's easy. Just scroll down to the bottom of Stump the Guru podcast within Apple Podcast until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. Thanks so much and we'll see you on the next show.